This is an RNZ podcast. From the Alan Jones sock comments continue. Let me just play this for you so you understand what he said. I just wonder whether Scott Morrison's going to be fully briefed to shove a sock down the throat. Mm-hmm. Uh, put a sock in it is actually the phrase. But anyway, advertisers have been putting the pin on the Australian uh, broadcaster's radio show. That was Duncan Garner on the AM show last Tuesday and a story that's run and run on both sides of the Tasman since that now notorious on-air blurt first hit the headlines 10 days ago when the Prime Minister was in Tuvalu at the Pacific Islands Forum. Last Tuesday morning, Duncan Garner made that the top issue for the Prime Minister's weekly appearance on his show when she was back in New Zealand, even though Jacinda Ardern was not inclined to give it any more oxygen, no matter how many times Duncan Garner tried to get her to do just that. You weren't offended in any way. I mean, it was. did you think it was too aggressive the way he said shove a, a, a sock down your throat? Again, just trying to draw me in on an opinion. Yes, um, and exactly. I just, I just, I haven't engaged in it. Don't intend to. But last Tuesday, the story already had fresh legs on it here once it was up and running in Australia again the night before, where it was first reported that, in addition to that sock-down-the-throat shocker, Alan Jones had aimed more violent verbiage at Jacinda Ardern in the same broadcast. The ABC TV show Media Watch began like this last Monday night. It's worth listening to his tirade, which started within minutes of him going on air last Thursday. She's now struggling to live up to all her self-generated hype. This lightweight New Zealand Prime Minister Jacinda Ardern is challenging Scott Morrison over climate change. Now, I hope Scott Morrison gets tough here with a few backhanders. Hasn't got a clue, this woman. Yes, a few backhanders. Just what a woman needs. Paul Barry, the host of the ABC TV show Media Watch, catchy name, said the sock down the throat comment came half an hour after that and 15 minutes before this. If I see her once more on the TV, I'll puke. Now, that backhander comment also seemed to be news to the rest of the media in Australia too. But what everyone missed in the same broadcast, this comment, minutes earlier. Now, I hope Scott Morrison gets tough here with a few backhanders. Do you have a problem with women? Well, I think you better ask women that. Um, I don't go around pumping up my own tyres. Here, News Hub reported the Alan Jones insults on Tuesday as fresh comments that appear to have been overlooked until they were unearthed by the ABC. And News Talk ZB also called it fresh audio, even though it was almost five days old at that point. But that was also odd because hundreds of thousands of people in New South Wales would have heard Alan Jones say all that on the air last week. News Talk ZB's source for that was Rupert Murdoch's News Corp in Australia, and on Monday, News Corp's flagship paper, The Australian, explained precisely how those comments made just after 6am four days earlier didn't simply vanish into the ether after all, after Alan Jones blurted them out on air. A few hours later, the geniuses at 2GB's online team decided in their wisdom to heavily promote Jones's remarks. They ran his comments in full as the lead story to top the entire 2GB website. The Australian even reported that 2GB had made the comments conveniently shareable on social media where a trickle of reaction quickly became a flood. Advertisers started pulling out of the Alan Jones show and the social media activist group Sleeping Giants even tweeted the postal address of 2GB's chief executive and urged people to send him socks to use on Alan Jones' throat. And in the afternoon, Alan Jones dodged out of a funeral to phone in some damage control on 2GB. Hello, Ben. Look, I, I should firstly say I'm sorry to be late, but I'm actually at a funeral, and so it's been a little bit of a difficult day. But look, yes, my attention has been drawn to the fact that um, the comments that I made have given offence. Alan Jones' 2GB mate Ben Fordham was right to call it a sort of apology. 
What I meant to say was that Scott Morrison should tell Ms Ardern to put a sock in it. There are many people who would relish the opportunity to misinterpret anything that I say. And the following morning, Alan Jones himself appeared on News Talk ZB's Mike Hosking Breakfast, where he made it clear he still wanted Jacinda Ardern silenced with a sock. Someone's got to tell this woman to keep quiet put a sock in it. I said it's a metaphorical way of saying shut up. I wish she would shut up. And for good measure, Alan Jones was also not at all worried about offending what he called the Pacific Islands mob at the Pacific Islands Forum. These people think we're just money trees and they can mention climate change. I wonder will they be mentioning climate change to China? And Alan Jones went on to tell Mike Hosking, who couldn't get a word in himself, that he was talking on behalf of the quiet Australians. But Monday's backhander comment amplified the scandal, as did other aggressive comments he's made about female leaders in the past, getting another airing by media rivals. Indeed, the comedy crew The Chaser mashed up many of Alan Jones' greatest hits in a spoof ad aimed at 2GB's commercial clients. Racism. The in the woodpile here, if one can use that expression. Climate change denial. Now, as you know, I don't believe all this global warming and climate change nonsense. And violence against women. You put your head in a noose. Lots of violence against women. Jacinda Ardern is challenging Scott Morrison over climate change. Now, I hope Scott Morrison gets tough here with a few backhands. And the advertisers coming back to the show once everything else dies down was also a prospect that the Channel 10 show The Project raised the same day, but not for laughs. The history of these things seems to be that at the moment of outrage, the advertisers pull their advertising Mm. and then they wait for everyone to forget Mm. and then they re-advertise. That's what happens, Very quietly. Yes. They they, they withdraw their advertising dollars loudly. Very publicly, yeah. Which is actually, when you think about it, another ad... Yeah, it's sort of like sure, brand. Yeah. It's branding, isn't it? Really? Yes. Yeah. Mm. And then quietly reinstate it. If that's what's going on, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Now, Alan Jones himself had pondered this prospect, but bullishly claimed there were plenty more advertisers in the queue waiting to be on his show. But what was it about Alan Jones not being the kind of guy who pumps up his own tyres? It seems he will do that if he fears there's a risk they might go flat. But while all this is a big issue over there in Australia, where Alan Jones is a genuine political and cultural figure, is it really worth the media's time of day over here? Well, not according to the lobbyist from the left, Neil Jones, on Nine to Noon's politics slot last Monday. In Australia, they all know Alan Jones is a right-wing blowhard. I mean, New Zealand, I think we took his comments much more seriously than the Australians did. But what was it that Jacinda Ardern had actually said in Tuvalu which triggered Alan Jones so badly in the first place last week? She basically just said, look, when she's asked about Australian climate change, she said they'll have to answer for themselves. And when Jacinda Ardern said Australia has to answer to the Pacific on climate change, that was self-evidently true at a Pacific Islands forum where the Pacific leaders had raised that very issue. When asked about Australia's consumption and mining of coal, Jacinda Ardern sidestepped diplomatically. Issues around Australia's domestic policy are issues for Australia, she said. But for some pundits, this amounted to a diplomatic slap. Jacinda lecturing Morrison Intervalu on climate change three. There is a self-importance there that endears her to no one. Mike Hosking there on News Talk ZB last week. But what really wound up Alan Jones were his own very firm views on energy, a hugely political issue in Australia where political and business fortunes are staked on energy policy. And in Alan Jones' now notorious on-air radio rant, Jacinda Ardern was only really a fleeting focus. China are going to construct another 290 gigawatts of capacity of coal-fired power station this year. 290 gigawatts. Liddell... 1.6 gigawatts. That's how big it is. That's how big the growth of coal-fired power in China. 290 gigawatts this year. 
And there was plenty more where that came from from Alan Jones that day on 2GB. Well, this week, Alan Jones has claimed that the ABC's Media Watch show has taken his comments about Jacinda Ardern out of context and he's considering laying a complaint. The reported response of Media Watch host Paul Barry was, Good luck with that. Now, Alan Jones has a long-standing enmity with that programme ever since it started to investigate the scandal that became known as Cash for Comment 20 years ago. The same sort of money would flow to Jones, but it would flow through the company. Just one week after Jones okayed this arrangement, which would deliver him around $4 million a year and in time a share of the station, CEO George Bushman was offering Telstra the opportunity to sponsor the Alan Jones Breakfast Show exclusively for a three-year period. Australia's Media Watch show eventually revealed that Alan Jones had been paid to give favourable comment to companies including Qantas, Optus and major Australian banks without disclosing this arrangement to the listeners. In the end, that didn't derail Alan Jones' radio career, but this week his employers have warned him one more spray, like the one he aimed at Jacinda Ardern last week, and he would lose his job. Alan Jones also now faces the prospect of formal complaints about him, which will almost certainly end up with the Australian media watchdog, the Communications and Media Authority, which has upheld complaints in the past about Alan Jones' on-air conduct. But pondering the likely outcome of that this week on ABC Radio in Victoria, former journalist Dennis Muller from Melbourne University, who's an expert in media ethics, darkly warned that the forces and friendships which make Alan Jones a political player in Australia would probably protect him from punishment from them. Scott Morrison is called the 2GB Prime Minister. Now, put yourself in the position of an ACMA lawyer or staff member who wants to take them on. Uh, the ACMA, uh, even if it wanted to, uh, would be stymied in any attempt to bring 2GB to heel. So whether this advertising um, boycott does any good, we'll have to wait and see. Dennis Muller is a fellow at the Centre for Advancing Journalism at the University of Melbourne and the author of the soon-to-be-published study, In Your Face, How News Media Reports Affect Attitudes to Violence Against Women. This week I asked him if political friendships could really protect Alan Jones from the scrutiny of Australia's official media watchdog. In the case of, of Jones, the broadcast regulator has just contented itself with saying, look, um, not very good, we, we shouldn't be doing this sort of thing, but... Um, Let's, let's basically have lunch and have a chat about it. So that's about the way that broadcast regulating works here. But you seem to be saying on the radio on Tuesday that Alan Jones maybe had support or friendships that might make uh, it harder for you know, to make him accountable than, than maybe for another broadcast. Is it the case that he's got connections and influence which kind of protect him from being held accountable for the sorts of things he says on air? Oh, Lord, yes. Uh, when John Howard was Prime Minister... Uh, he used to use the Jones program as a kind of standard platform, and Jones treated him as a favourite. So uh, John Howard would be able to go on to the Jones program and get a free ride. And similarly, it's not just on the conservative side of politics, but Bob Carr, the former Premier of New South Wales, actually uh, sent his uh, police minister designate, a guy called Michael Costa, around to talk to uh, to uh, Alan Jones about policing policy. Uh, he was he's extraordinarily influential on both sides of politics and so yes he has very good connections at a very high level but but and, is the is the regulator not insulated from this to be independent you'd think it would have well, to be only theoretically the ACMA is part of the executive branch of government uh, and it is it, it is a statutory authority so yes it it has um 
it has independence on paper, but when it comes to the crunch, if, if I'm working for the ACMA and I want to take on Alan Jones, then I have to be mindful that, uh, that that will not take place in a political vacuum and that it's very likely that I will get uh, some pretty direct blowback either from the Minister for Communications or from the Prime Minister's office. And that's the sort of atmosphere within which the ACMA has to work. But it's also been said it's really the advertisers and the sponsors, the people with money, um, that will hold sway over over this really. But they tend to pull out at the moment of peak outrage, and some of them have from Alan Jones's show, and then just quietly come back later. Is that the pattern you think will repeat here? Yes, I do. There have been some quite big advertising names pull out as a result of his uh, comments about Jacinda Ardern, names like Mercedes-Benz and, uh, and Coles and so on. When the hue and cry dies down, they just drift back in as if nothing happened. In the medium term, in the short term, it will be a bit embarrassing, I think. There will be a, a, a reluctance to go on, but I don't think that'll last more than a few days, to be perfectly frank. Former journalist and editor Dennis Muller there from Melbourne University's Centre for Advancing Journalism.